We're live. It's Skip Happen, Skip Clark, your host, along with Deb Lamphere, the president and founder of the Country Music Fan Club, uh, the official Country Music Fan Club, I might add. And uh, tonight, there she is, all the way. Well, we know her as a Nashville recording artist, but she's at her home in Virginia. Emily Jean, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for joining us tonight. Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We, uh, Deb and I love. Uh, Sitting down and chatting with a lot of the new and up, um, up and coming artists, um, you know, to be our future stars. Uh, <laughs> it's so exciting. Well, again, welcome and uh, tell, us, tell us about your surroundings right now. Where are you? Oh gosh, I am. <laughs> I am actually um, at a friend's house um, upstairs currently, so that I'm not um, taking over everybody's night with me talking. But um, yeah, I'm actually in Ashburn, Virginia, currently. Okay. And what's yeah. that near? What's Ashburn near? That is near D.C. It's about a half hour outside of D.C. in Northern Virginia. You get all that traffic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There I don't go. I come up here quite often, but I don't always go into the city, especially not right now. So um, yeah. mm-hmm. stay off the beltway. Yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy. All right. So you're at a friend's house. You're upstairs. You're sitting on the floor. I am sitting mm-hmm. on the floor because the best lighting is by the window. No, <laughs> no, you look great. You look great. That's Tell us a little bit about uh, Emily Green. A little bit about Emily Jean. Well, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I am from Virginia, born and raised, a little town called Amherst, Virginia. Okay. Um, not many people know about it. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's in between Charlottesville and Lynchburg. Those are some maybe bigger names in Virginia you've heard of, but mm-hmm. it's on the outskirts of an outskirted town, as some like to say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I grew up there, um, went to school in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Um, after studied music, um, after that, I lived in Nashville for a few years, and now I'm currently living in Virginia and traveling to Nashville quite often. Mm. Yeah. How far of a drive is that one? Um, it's about eight hours, seven oh, hours and good. forty-five minutes. The way I drive it, <laughs> <laughs> I've done it so many times I'm, now. I'm the kind of girl. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it so many times now that it's just like yeah. probably do it with your eyes closed, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But that gets to be monotonous after a while if you do the same drive over and over and over. I kind of like it. I love being in the car specifically by myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I used to drive it like once a month when I lived there. I would come uh, back to Virginia quite often. And I don't know. I just I enjoy it. It doesn't seem like eight, because I've done the eight hour trip so much, like an hour in the car, two hours in the car, three hours in the car feels like nothing. Yeah, that goes fast. And you get your little me time, your alone time, yeah. your thinking time, your own music, it. what you want to think about. So Singing without getting on anyone's nerves for eight yeah. hours. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've heard your voice, and I don't think that would get on my nerves. So, uh, you know, you've you've had a couple of singles out there. You've got a, got a new one coming out. Um, I just was watching the video here moments ago. Uh, girl, your voice would never be, it wouldn't tire anybody out. Wouldn't tire Thank anybody you. out. Thank you. So I, you've got quite the future. Um, so why, why did you move back to Virginia? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I just, I obviously moved to Nashville to do the music thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of just had to get into the, of course, you know, amazing musicians are a dime a dozen in Nashville. And I just kind of had to get in the headset of, do I want to live in Nashville and travel back and forth to Virginia? Or do I want to live in Virginia and travel back and forth to Nashville? Um, And the circumstances of my life at at the time, it was just, 
it made sense to me to live in Virginia. My family's there. I'm kind of in a central location to a lot of people that I care a lot about and can get to quickly. Mm-hmm. Also, my sister was in the Marine Corps um, oh, wow. okay. six years and she was coming home from Japan to Virginia for the first time in a very long time Aww. with my newborn niece. Um, so it was exciting to be close to them again. Um, but it was just a, a variety of reasons that all kind of pointed me back to Virginia. Well, thank your your sister for her service and what she, she did for our country because that's pretty cool. And it's not all that often that you hear about the women going into the Marine yeah. Corps. And and she, my brother-in-law too, he's um, uh, in the Marine Corps still. That That's where they met. So, Well, it, that's pretty awesome. And yeah. thank them for, for their service for us. I will, and, I will. Uh, so tell us about your songwriting and all that and your music. Yeah, um, songwriting's just kind of been... Um, Gosh, I don't know. A part of me always, I guess I started out writing poetry and singing separately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it took longer than it should have to click that, oh, these are kind of the same thing, like songwriting and <laughs> writing poetry. I mean, I was put in programs for poetry writing as early as elementary school. Um, and then I think it was probably middle school, early high school when I first started um you know, taking my passion for writing and taking my right, passion right. for music and marrying those two. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I've always been, um, kind of a, in my opinion, a reserved person emotionally until it comes to my writing. Mm -hmm. I always say I can say things much better with my hands than I can with my mouth. Um, so, um, yeah, writing's just always come easily to me when it's, you know, when it's talking about anything, any heightened emotion, um, easier than talking, I guess. So yeah, that's kind of where it stemmed from for me. It's a therapeutic thing. It's a storytelling thing. It's a, I love words and obviously I love to sing. So made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Let's talk how, about, oh, go ahead, Deb. I was just wondering how long. Uh Oh, froze up a little bit there. He froze up. <laughs> uh, I, I like him. I love you is the most recent. Did you uh, find that you had an interest in songwriting? Oh, there it is. Um, how long ago? Oh, now he broke. Um, yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, very vividly. I can't remember what age it was, but I remember. I think it was around sixth grade. I remember being on a swing set outside of my parents' house and like writing a song in my head. And I don't think I ever wrote it down, but to me, it was like, okay, I'm singing these words that I made up to this melody. Um, and then high school was really where I started, like writing them down, putting them together, playing them. Um, friends would come to me and be like, hey, write, write this song about me and my boyfriend or whatever. So <laughs> I did a little Thank bit you. of that in like late high school and wrote about my friends' relationships and my mm-hmm. own relationships. And that's kind of where it stemmed from, really. Wow. Usually you don't know that young at, an, at that young of an age that something was actually going on in your yeah. head that you recognized what it was. Yeah. I mean, it's been, I always, I say this to like a lot of kids when they grow up, it's like, or when they're six years old and their mom says, what do you want to be? And they say an astronaut. And then once you're in high school or college, that changes Mm -hmm. 20 times. And from, you know, the first time I was asked, what do you want to be? A singer has always been the answer. So that's been kind of easy to know that I've had that passion to cling on to, but also given the profession that it is hard because there's no, like, Mm -hmm. I graduate and apply for this job type path. Right. Is it in your family? It is. Um, my both my sisters are musical. They were in um, 
marching band and more the instrument side of it. Although they both can sing, they're just not yeah. as extroverted and look at me, I guess, as I am. <laughs> and then my mom has always been a part of choir. Um, she's obviously a big reason I got into music because she was putting me in the church plays that she directed since I was three years old. And she loves, you know, she played piano and sang in the choir and did handbells. And my dad is actually, has a great sense of music, a great singer, but like horrendous stage fright and would never even dream of doing it in front of anybody other than our dogs and our family. Um, so we like to say that I got my voice from him sometimes, but you wouldn't know it. <laughs> uh, do you guys ever get together and sing as a group though? Just like in the house or do anything? Oh, yeah, I mean, music was, I mean, it music was always, was there. always there in my house. Absolutely. Um, most of the time it's me singing 24 seven and my mom being like, Emily enough. We know, we hear you. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were in, it was also in the house, outside of the house, we were in dance recitals, piano recitals, you know, show choir performances that, you know, my mom and dad supported religiously um, from the time I was literally three years old on. So it's when, uh, a lot of things revolved around music in our house. When did you first go to Nashville though? When did you, the very first time? How my long? very first trip to Nashville was actually kind of late. Um, I was, it was the year before I moved. It was the December um, before I moved. So I moved there mm -hmm. November of 2014 and it was December of 2013 when I went the first time. I went um, the day after Christmas. Through, oh, wow. Yeah, I think it was December 26th through the oh. 29th, I think. 30th. Okay. Um, it's just a few days. I went down with my parents and one of my best friends just to explore the city and kind of see what was going on. Um, and but then I moved knew. there later. Yeah. But you knew that you wanted to go there and you wanted to attempt to get a record deal. You wanted to um, put your talents out there for other. Yeah. People. And honestly, I didn't even, um, I don't know if this is giving myself away, but I didn't even really go there with a plan. <laughs> um, <I guess laughs> not not many young artists do. <laughs> so, I mean, they say it's a 10 year city and mm -hmm. you go and, you know, do whatever you need to do. But mm -hmm. I kind of went there because, you know, being in um, music school and just in the music world, all you, you hear is, okay, you move to a music city, Nashville, LA, New York, you have to move to a music city, you have to move to a music city. And that's just what you do. So it's what I did. Um, and really the right way it's grown, you don't have to do that anymore. Right, uh, right. Especially since they're all just like creative meccas now and they're so, um, concentrated, like you can throw a rock and hit an extremely talented person. Yes. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. Which is amazing. And I love being there. Um, do you ever feel intimidated about being there and going, Oh my God, look at all these people. And they, they can sing, um, they can sing. I mean, what am no. I against? Not intimidated, not because I don't believe, I, I'm a firm believer that there's always going to be somebody better mm -hmm. than you mm -hmm. at something. There's going to be somebody who you're like, wow, I like the way they sing better than me. I like the way they look better than me. I like whatever. Um, but I think there's enough room for everybody and there's, you're going to be somebody's cup of tea and you're not going to be somebody else's no matter how talented you are. Um, so and I don't know, it was never really intimidating for me. If anything, it's a little bit more like inspiring to see so many people who have the same dream as you. Um, but yeah, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't at times you're like, wow, is there room enough for me? Because why do they need me when they have everybody else? Right. Um, did you, um, 
like jump down on Broadway and maybe sing at some of the honky tonks down there? <laughs> I actually <laughs> sang at Tootsie's my very yeah. first day in Nashville. Everybody's got to do that. By <laughs> accident, I was, um, it was kind of amazing and embarrassing at the same time. I was um, in Tootsie's just walking around with my friend that I'd had there for a day. Um, and we walked in Tootsie's. She's like, you have to see this. It's, you know, the famous mm -hmm. Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. So we went in there um, and a Tootsie's regular named Brent Browning was playing and he was saying, you know, $20 request, $20 request. Right, right. And my friend was like, I'll give you $20 if you let my friend come up and sing with you. Oh. Um, and so I hopped up on stage and he was like, sure, come on. And he started playing um, Gunpowder and Lead by Miranda Lambert. Oh, wow. And I hopped up on stage and it was so loud that I like couldn't make out where I was in the song. So I like did not sing the first verse at all. And this was streaming. So my friend texted my parents and they started watching. Um, oh, and then I heard where the chorus was and I hopped in on the chorus and just like belted, um, which was funny because I think at first when I couldn't find where I was in the song, everybody was like, oh gosh, get this girl off stage. And then when I finally sang the chorus, there was like cheers and oh my gosh, she's not kidding. So that was fun and embarrassing and well, cool. <laughs> well, that's a great first experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> it is an experience and it is so loud. And when you can't hear, you have no idea. A lot of people don't realize that, but it, yeah. it is if you can't hear it. Yeah. I was just like, you up. and I wasn't expecting to hop on stage. So always be ready to perform, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. But after that, um, I never really played a lot in the Broadway scene. Um, and I don't know if this was sound advice at all, but I remember somebody saying to me, very early on, like if you get wrapped up in Broadway, you're never going to get off Broadway just because it's good money. It's great crowds. Mm -hmm. You're just going to spend the whole time singing other people's songs on Broadway. Um, and being a songwriter at heart, I was like, I want to sing my own songs. So I spent most of my time in writer's rounds at, at venues where people would listen to. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have a good friend that uh, plays guitar tootsies, uh, Jason Tesca. I don't know if you know right. him or not. He's uh, he plays whenever he's not on the road with whoever needs a guitar player. He's usually just making up a making a few bucks off that tip jar at Tootsie's. So oh, absolutely. My um, one of my closest friends in Nashville, and he's the guitarist you'll hear here on all of my songs. Um, his name's Dave Austin. He plays um for a ton of people, and a lot of them perform on Broadway. And so every time I'm in town, I go see him play, and it's yes. it's, it's such a fun environment. And you know the songs, and you can sing along. It's it's great. You know, a lot of these people, we talk about our friends that are guitar players. It's like a, a they're like a close knit of people. They all know each other. They all help each other. They, you know, they're there. If somebody needs a guitar player, they go out on the road with them. You know, they're just a very, sure. it's very close. So cool. It's such a cool community. Yeah. I know. I think I could spout off, you know, any player's name in town. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my friend Dave would probably know who they are or has worked with them or played with them or it's, it's a cool community. So tell Deb and I about um, how you landed your your latest deal. You're with SSM. Mm -hmm. and, uh, how did you land that? And then once you got started, everything stopped. Yeah. So I, oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember correctly. I believe it was um, an email I got from them. You know, I need to actually ask them because I was told <laughs> a friend of a friend recommended my music to them. I had uh -huh. had a couple of songs out already um and i was contacted through email and we had several phone calls 
um, and just kind of talked about what would be a good path for me and um, hit it off with everybody I spoke to on the phone. So we worked something out and um, I've never actually followed up and said, who was that friend of a friend that <laughs> who recommended uh, me? <laughs> led you, led you yeah. to my music? Cause I didn't previously know anybody on the team. Right. Um, so I guess I have somebody to thank. I just don't know who that is. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I got um, set up with them. And the original plan, I mean, I was talking to them last summer, I think for the first time. Uh-huh. And the original plan was to try to potentially get a single out before the holidays, because once, you know, the holidays hit, charts kind of change. Right. Um, well, and the whole radio scene changes. Yep. Um, and then that didn't happen just because of timing with with just me getting signed on and everything. So we said, okay. Uh-huh will work out the beginning of the year. Um, and then the lovely coronavirus mm-hmm. came along and the country shut down um, and radio kind of had to adjust in certain ways and figure that out. So that was another um, little time of hurry up and wait. Um, but yeah, now we are on a roll. <laughs> and, and well, let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope. Continues. Yeah. But uh, it's everything shut down. I mean, do you have another gig? Do you have another job that you were able to work or? Yeah. So I, um, I do a plethora of things. Um, <laughs> I am a photographer, so I shoot, um, portraits, oh, cool. weddings, um, of co- obviously all of that was, um, shifted quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, a job where you can still do, you know, you can do things from six feet away or I do a lot of brand photography as well. That's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm shooting, inanimate objects in my house. That's right. <laughs> sure. um, but yeah, I do photography and then digital and social media for oh, cool. um, a publication called the scout guide. Um, okay. Yeah. So everything is, it's nice that I can work from home a hundred percent of the time other than photo shoots. Obviously that's a lot of traveling and right. And working but, yeah. can be stressful. I know I do it as well, but I'm not. A yeah. Writer, so I, I do the DJ thing. Yeah. Now, right now, this whole summer has been pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, shut down. All, yeah. all my um, events have been postponed. So, uh, and now, you know, there's no dancing. There's a 50 person uh, capacity, no more than 50 people at a gathering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. See, the seats are six feet apart and everybody's wearing masks. Yeah. I've, I have photographed a COVID wedding, so it's, it's oh, a different okay. experience for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, was that wedding there or in Nashville? It was in uh, Danville. Oh, Danville, Virginia, yeah. near you though. Um, kind, not really. It's about no? three and a half hours from where I am now. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nice to know you travel. Yes, I do. <laughs> travel to work. <laughs> Not only the eight hours to Nashville and back, but yeah, uh, yeah exactly. I have traveled to Nashville to shoot weddings uh, a couple times. So, mm-hmm. oh, nice. Very yeah. cool. You got something to fall back on, which is good. Go ahead, Deb. So, has anything on the music side picked up at all in the Virginia, in the state over there? Have you been able to perform anywhere? No. Well, honestly, since I moved back, I've been so concentrated on recording and driving to Nashville every few months to get the studio, um, the studio album done that I've been working on. And I hadn't really been paying too much attention to performing live. Um, And then we're getting to the point where the album is almost done. And I was thinking about, you know, do I want to put together a release show or anything like that? And now it's, you know... (laughs) Wait, nothing's yep. nobody. I there are a few like breweries around town that have mm-hmm. some bands that are doing live music. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I could probably get into something like that. But um, as far as venues, I mean, nothing's really opened back up for concerts. Mm -hmm. I was just curious because, you know, Skip over here, we went to, um, uh, I think it's uh, Buttonwood Winery. Um, I think that was the name of it. And okay. they had a couple, we, there's some people we knew that were performing and they set up a stage and everybody was way back on the grass and they oh, spaced really? out tables, you know, basically like six to 10 feet apart. So they were able to accommodate um, yeah. things. So the I was brewery, wondering. The brewery I went to was similar. They had a bunch of picnic tables spaced, mm -hmm. um, you know, six to 10 feet apart. Right. And then they had a stage that was a little bit That's good. far off um, yeah. outside playing some live music. Tell us about the new single. I like him. I love you. Tell us okay. about the new single. Yeah. yeah, that's one I just released. Um, gosh, I guess two weeks ago now. Um, like that, yes. Yeah, and I kind of, that's one that's on the upcoming album, and it's a song I love, and it's a style that I love. It's a ballad. Um, you know, it's four minutes, and so it's not what people would say is a radio song. You know, it was drilled in my head living mm -hmm. in Nashville, you know. Radio songs are three minutes, three and a half minutes, and they're mm -hmm. upbeat. If you don't have somebody in the first 15 seconds, you know, you don't have it. Um, well, that's true. From yeah, it is true. Honestly, I probably write more ballads and okay. sad songs than anything else. Um, and so I was just like, you know what? I want this song out there. I want to release it. I worked hard on it. I loved writing it. Um, my guitarist and producer, the second they heard it, they were like, we need to get this song out there. Um, so I kind of just did it, um, knowing that it's not your, you know, commercial type tune. Um, but it's me. It's probably the most me thing I've ever mm -hmm. put out there. Um, and the response has been awesome and people have really seemed to like it. So yeah, like I said, it's a sad song. I love sad songs. <laughs> no, I mean, the fact is everybody loves sad songs. Mm -hmm. No, I, no it, it, it's so true. It is. I mean, they they evoke something in you. It's funny. I've been getting messages from people that I don't know who are like, "Wow, I'm crying. You're writing about my life," and I, to me, that's like what it's all about. So that's been really cool to have um, something like that connect with people. Yeah, Deb and I have seen it. That uh, you know, when we talk to the songwriters and we talk to the artists, that if they can write and perform a song that touches the heart, or you reach in and you touch somebody's soul. So, you know, you're writing that you've got yourself a hit. That's what it, that's what it's about. If you, if you can make those people go, that's me. Yeah. That's me. That song is about me, my life. I and love it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think there's like a line that you have to toe between making a song specific enough that it's original and about you, but uh, I, I guess vague enough to where somebody can insert themselves into it, mm -hmm. um, into the storyline. And so I think that's one, um, I like him. I love you has been one that people have definitely been able to do that with, which is, it's enough for me. I love it. <laughs> do you, um, because you have the other gig being a, a photographer and working a lot of different events for let's say weddings. Uh, do you get ideas by working those events going and watching what's going on and how there's a couple that's so in love and then you go, you know what? What they <laughs> really unique. I've got to write a song about that. It's funny. I don't write wedding no? songs very often. I wrote one when my sister got married, um, just because the idea of of her getting married. And I don't even know if I ever played it for her or wrote it down past like a voice memo. Um, but 
I guess most of my, <laughs> I feel like most of my love songs <laughs> are sad songs that people don't want to think about or hear at weddings. Yeah. Um, well, I wasn't but, necessarily talking about a wedding song, but do you get ideas? Yeah, I mean, the, I feel like my ideas come from so many different places. I'm trying to think specifically if I've ever gotten an idea from being around people at a wedding. I can't, I don't know, maybe subconsciously I have, but most of my ideas come in the form of um, like one-liners that I think of, mm -hmm. whether it's an idea, usually it's a lyric that I think of first. I mean, it's been anywhere from like seeing a road sign that I liked to mm -hmm. um, hearing somebody say something. Um, mm -hmm. They're just like a sentence and I'm like, I like that. Let's go with that. Mm -hmm. Or I connect to it somehow. You write it down or put it in your phone. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. a, million, a, little, a little memo. Yeah. A million memos and just lyric ideas in my phone. And when I was, when I lived in Nashville, I worked at a coffee shop for a little while and I just had so many napkins from that coffee shop, like throughout the day that I had written oh, ideas okay. on that are just stuffed in a notebook somewhere. Well, see, there's mm -hmm. a great place to work. If you're going to write a song, work in a coffee mm -hmm. shop, because can you imagine the conversations that you must hear or the notes that might be left on a table or just a certain situation? Because people go to coffee shops to relax, to talk, to yeah. kind of, you know, talk to somebody about their problems or the other way around. It, it, all that's right there in a coffee shop. Girl, that's yeah. That's it's awesome. it's kind of yeah it's everywhere it's everywhere that's cool tell us about the earlier music this is the first one that's been pitched the radio though right or no yeah bad decisions the first one oh no no bad decisions the second one i did have one yeah. more um pitched to radio it was called poison in the well okay. um and it was a few years ago um with a different with a different team um, unfortunately the head of that company got really um ill and so we weren't able to continue which was uh kind of heartbreaking, but it did have a good little, a short little radio stint. And, um, I got to go visit, um, New York specifically. I visited a few radio stations, oh, nice. um, up there and did a short little New York mini tour radio tour and got to play some gigs up there as well. Um, but poison in the well was the first one that I put out. Um, I think in 2017, okay. um, and then after that was Bad Decision and Dress Down. Um, bad Decision being the one that is on radio right now. Right. Um, right. And Dress Down being another favorite that I've written. Um, yeah, and Dress Down will be on the new album that is in the works. Oh. And when did you expect that to be completed? Oh my gosh, that's the question of the oh. year. Okay. <laughs> um, it's done being recorded. Um, <laughs> We have done all of the instrumental takes, all the vocal takes. Right now, it's just in post production and getting everything mixed and mastered, which it takes a lot of can take a lot of time and resources. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, everything's just running a little bit differently right now. Um, so yeah, it's kind of another again like hurry up and wait situation. I'm so ready for it to be out, um, mm -hmm. uh, just because a I'm very proud of it, and b I'm ready to move on and I've already got stuff I've written that I want to release. There are songs on this album that were written in 2013, 2012. Oh. So mm -hmm. I'm ready to have them out there and kind of move on. Um, but I keep reminding myself that even though it's old to me, it'll be new to somebody oh, else. Right, right. So. It's all new to us. So once yeah. that album is completed and ready to be released, at that point you would normally um, take on a radio tour, correct? I would, uh, yes, I would like to do that. <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking probably your timing is actually working out because 
you can't really, really do a radio tour right now. So exactly. you better, uh, yeah. And I can't, you know, like I said yeah. before, have a release party or, um, mm-hmm. you know, play mm-hmm. them live for anybody. So, yeah. So, yeah well, it, really, it kind of stinks not having that, um, you know, the actual meeting talking face to face with the, and, 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 you know, all that stinks, but uh, we've got the next best thing, which is what we're doing right now. Yeah. And I, as I've said, if podcast after podcast after podcast, one of the good things that has come out of quarantine is we've learned how to do this better and uh, doing the podcast and doing the interviews and, and showing our listeners and, you know, the artists that, you know, here you are, Emily Jean is on with us. It's mm-hmm. just, on the radio and it's just you yeah. know it's the next best thing and we've really learned how to that so you know, the artist that you know here you are whoops i hear you i know sorry yeah have you done anything have uh, you know music aside and the photography but during this quarantine have you uh done anything different that you normally wouldn't do i mean you know, I learned how to hang clothes in a closet. Oh man, I know. I'm like, I wish I were super impressive and said I took on some great new talent. Um, but honestly, I've still just been working a lot. I've been writing a lot. Um, I kind of picked up some old lyrics that were sitting in my phone that have, you know, subject matters happened so long ago, but I'm like, well, now I have this time to sit and write about it. So I've been writing some stuff that's pretty different from anything I've ever written before, which is fun to do and challenge yourself as an artist and a songwriter to do something new and different. Um, so in terms of kind of doing the same thing in writing, but writing something new. Um, yeah, I get it. That, I'm trying to think, I don't think I've picked up any- um, You like to cook? New skills. I do like to cook. I don't do it super often. Um, well, I probably cook some sort of meal for myself daily, but that cooking is um, a generous term for, you know, put, frying yeah. something in a pan real quick or <laughs> putting a salad together. Um, yeah. But I do like to cook. I haven't, um, I need to like actually try new recipes and making something I've never made before. That's a, it's a good suggestion. Mm-hmm. I should take to heart. I watercolored there for a little bit at the beginning. I do like, Anything creative, give it to me. I love it. Um, so I did watercolor for a little while there, um, okay. but I moved on to something else shortly after. <laughs> you know, it's like we're all looking for things to do, and it's like, what now? You know, we've been yeah. uh, remodeling the house, and there's always been something oh, yeah. that we normally would not have done if, you know. Every- oh, froze. Oh, okay. me? You, you're good now. It froze for like a second. Yeah. You know what? No, not, when you freeze, it's usually like. Yeah. <laughs> did he freeze well, again? Were well, you really frozen there? You kind of no. looked like you were. Yeah, you did. I know. Yeah. I was I was We've had some pretty awful pictures of us freezing, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, so. but this has been pretty good. This one's okay. Yeah. We've and been. It's been pretty good. Been okay. So. No, I was saying every time, you know, I come home from the radio station and my wife would have another idea about, you know what we need to do? We need to paint the cupboards. Oh my gosh. Oh, I did. You know, whatever. Yeah. I did rearrange my whole house. I forgot about that. (laughs) Like I switched, (laughs) I switched rooms that were, you know, I, my bedroom was the biggest room in my house and my office was the smallest and my office had my desk and my computer and, um, (laughs) 
a piano and an elliptical oh and guitars. And I was like, why is this the smallest room in the house? So I swapped it and made Good my move. bedroom the smallest room in the house and my office into Very like good. an office slash closet slash workout room. Yeah. Um, so that was difficult to do on my own. I don't know if you've ever tried to move an elliptical through a very narrow hallway, but it's not easy. Now, I tried moving a recliner up the stairs and I put a hole in the door and wow. uh, leaving. There was a recliner down here in what I call my pod zone. And uh, one day I just got this like, okay, this has got to go. And, <laughs> and, and I don't ask for help. That's my problem. Oh, you and me help. both. You and me both. I just, I can do this. I can do this. I'll yes. get and, and, and I try to do whatever I need to do to get it up the stairs. And I had the door open. And as I got to the door, the recliner kicked open. And oh, no. I through the door. So. We are Did both you? other than I'm the same way. I'm like, I will never ask for help. I can do this on my own. Even though my bed is solid oak and I moved it to another room and probably ruined my floors. Well, uh, you seem like a very independent woman, which is, <laughs> which is all right. So It's a blessing and a curse, as they say. <laughs> There's a song, um, right? <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh man, this is great. So, do you do you enjoy sports? Oh man, so listen. Oh, this is going to be a great story. I can feel. No, it. it's just I enjoy them, but I'm not. I will never claim to be um, athletic. I I was a dancer. I was a competitive dancer for many many years, and so that is an. <laughs> Uh, a sport all of its own, even though some people don't like to um, acknowledge that. But I never did any organized sports other than dance competitions. Um, so I guess you could say I'm graceful, but I'm not always coordinated. No, that's and, all right. Yeah. One of my friends jokes that like anything I like do in the sports realm or in the coordination realm is going to go the worst possible way it can. Um, and that's been proven. Uh, over and over again, but I try. I enjoy being a part of yeah. whatever. I'll always try, but I will and never. I'm not, I'm not the athletic type, but I enjoy going and watching. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. big baseball fans. Which you know, if you know who we are, we're, we're all about baseball in this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but, uh, you know, I don't play baseball, but I love to go and watch. I love to get a beer. Yeah, I enjoy watching most sports. Yeah, no, exactly. And it, it's a great way of just kind of forgetting about my day, forgetting about everything that's been going on, have a beer and watch a ball game. But obviously with the quarantine, uh, yeah, they're playing again, but it's very limited. It's so. a little different. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't, I do enjoy watching sports. Like I've enjoyed going to games in the past and, but it's not something I like watch on my own. I decide to watch on my own at home. Tell us about, uh, let's go back to the music a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your songwriting itself. Who do you get together with? You do a lot on your own. I get that. But when you, when you sit, do you sit down with other people? You go to the songwriter nights and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, in Nashville, I mean, everything is about co-writing. People love to co-write in Nashville. Um, and honestly, I'd never written a song with anyone until I went to Nashville. Um, but yeah, I would I would have weekly co-writes when I was there, which is so interesting because um, just to have somebody else's point of view on the same topic is always really cool. Um, and to have somebody else's story kind of injected into your own story, mm -hmm. it can kind of take a twist or a turn that it wouldn't have otherwise, which is super cool and a great creative process to have. Um, since I've been in Virginia, I haven't written with anyone. Um, I've written 100% by myself, which wow. I love to do. I know co-writing is 
you know, so many people think that's the way to go now. And I know that it's a great process, um, but it's not something I do often. I write by myself a lot um, and I really enjoy it. But I also am sitting on a big pile of great songs that I wrote with people. Mm -hmm. When I was in Nashville, I had another Emily that I wrote with. Um, that was a good friend of mine when I lived there. And I love some of the songs we've written. I just haven't done anything with them yet. <laughs> <laughs> don't have them, so that's what matters. Yeah. Well, there'll be many, many albums coming aboard. Yeah. All of a sudden, you'll say, just like with this one, let me go back to that song I wrote, you know, yeah. five years ago, or well, that thought. Yeah, and the kind of when I started putting songs together for this album that I'm working on, um, the first chunk of them were all written by me by myself, and so we decided to kind of finish it out that way and just have the whole thing be me a hundred percent me. Um, and then later on I can start adding things that I've done with other people. Um, but it's cool to have something out there and just have your name on it and know it's something you created and mm -hmm. push it into the world. So. Absolutely. It, it, it's gotta be so hard. You're hoping that it's going to do well. You, you push it, you spend a lot of time producing it, spend a lot of time writing it. Then, you know, it just, every step of the way it doesn't happen overnight and then you just hope it does really well and you know getting it on the radio it's got to be such a high it's got to be like yeah. oh okay i'm on the air and, and i'm going to ask you this question and i ask everybody i mean when you first heard your own song on the radio what was that what the, what was that like for you i know it sounds oh. dumb you're going to get you know it's all oh, of course i'm going to be excited but seriously how did that yeah it's cool. I mean, I haven't heard Bad Decision yet. I mean, it just oh. started. It's been on there for a week. Um, but I did get to hear the last one. Um, I heard it uh, as it played. I remember hearing it once, like, through a computer because it was the the radio station was broadcasting online as well. Uh -huh. um, and that was the first time I ever heard something play on the radio. And that was really cool. But I did this interview with Lee Ritchie in New York. Know him very well. Yep. Yeah. And I got in the car after I did the interview and was driving out of Cornell, New York. And my interview and my song came on the radio there, which was the first time I heard it like in a car. My guitarist was beside me and he was um, obviously he played on the song. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really cool. There's a there's a little um, story like Instagram story of that happening, I think, still up on my Instagram somewhere. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah, It's a cool experience. It doesn't really you don't really. um I don't know. It's kind of surreal. Like you don't really realize what's happening. It still feels like it's just you and your song in a car until the radio host comes on afterwards. And it's like, that was Emily Jean with her new single. Yada, yada. Mm -hmm. So that's me. That's you. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> oh, we've heard all sorts of stories where somebody, you know, blowing through a red light when the song is on to slamming on the brakes and going, Oh my God, that's me. You know, it's mm -hmm. great, but it's gotta be such a thrill. And, uh, you know, they hear, you know, the finished product it's, it's being now being played on the radio. That's gotta be such a thing. Yeah. I think the coolest part too, is you, because you're in one single place, unless you're doing the radio tour, mm -hmm. like you're not there, you're not hearing what everybody else is hearing when your right. songs on the radio, there's no like tangible, wow, this many people were in their car or in their house listening to this on the radio when it happened. So when I get a message from somebody's like, I'm in Texas, I just heard your song and wanted to reach out and say, I loved it. That's when you're like. Yes. Whoa, this is really reaching people. It just feels so distant to me because I'm not there in the car with everybody hearing it. Um, so that's kind of when it clicked for me is when I got started getting random messages from people states away. Love it. Love it. That, that's when you know it's working. 
and take advantage of social media and all that mm -hmm. and get your, get your music out there and mm -hmm. all about you. You must have a website, which mm -hmm. I, I do, but go ahead. Can you tell everybody? I do. Well, I have obviously like Instagram's the big, the big thing now, but um, my website and my Instagram are the same for um, music. It's I am Emily Jean or I am Emily Jean.com. I am Emily Jean is my handle on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, and on the website, they can find out all about you. Um, yeah. It's on there. So if they want to hear samples, I would presume. There's actually yeah. some, um, yeah, there's some old music on there. You okay. know, everything that's out on iTunes is on there. And then there's a couple of just free, it's called the college sessions. And they were some singer songwritery songs I wrote in college and just recorded in a studio. Um, and never released streaming wise. They're just on my website if people want to listen to them. So. It's all right there. That's cool. Where did yeah. you go to college? Maybe you already told us. I don't recall. No, I went to James Madison University, JMU. Oh, okay. yep. Yeah, a lot of people from New York and yes. New Jersey yes. come to JMU. Yeah, very cool. It's a great very school. Cool. I loved every minute of it. And you, it was all about music. Yeah, I was. Um, it's interesting. I was a music um, major. And when you're a music major, you have to pick your instrument, which mine was voice. Uh -huh. um, and then if you're a performance major, you're trained classically in opera. Mm -hmm. um, and so my first semester, I was a music performance major. And I kind of was talking to my teacher about what I wanted to do with music. And, you know, I told him, I was like, I want to be classically trained. I want to be trained in opera. But I know that I don't want to perform and sing opera after college. This is kind of what I want to do. I want to write. Mm -hmm. I want to do radio. I want to um, potentially have music for TV and film. And he was like, I think you need to be an industry major, music industry. It's half music business and a curriculum full of songwriting, artist management, uh, music business, and then half classical training, um, which was so cool to have somebody who knew what they were doing be like, this is what you're saying to me you want to do. So I switched my um, major immediately to music industry um, and got that kind of well-rounded education, um, both on the music business side and the classical training. That was the four year. Yes. Degree, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great because what if you decided you didn't want to perform or you didn't want to song write? Maybe you wanted to be behind the scenes. Maybe you wanted mm -hmm. to get into artist development. Which um, a lot yeah. of people who are music industry majors do mm -hmm. want. I mean, they, you know, are a pianist or a, you know, tuba player or whatever, and they want to play in college, but they really want to be on the other side of it. On the business, right? Yeah. yeah. You, what instruments do you play? Um, I play the piano and then I say I can play the guitar, but I'm not a guitar player. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every time I'm even like within five feet of my friend who plays on all my stuff, Dave, he's an amazing guitar player, amazing guitar player. I'm just like, why do I ever even pick up a guitar, you know? But no, I can play well enough to accompany myself and um, really should spend more time becoming better. Um, but then he'd be out of the job, right? So... <laughs> There you go. See? This right, yeah. So I played trumpet for about two weeks in the sixth grade. Okay. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> you got to have a good guitar player. I mean, that's what it's all about. It, you've got the voice. And if you, you know, put the two together, it's a perfect match. Thank you. Yeah, he's he's incredible. I can't say enough good things about um, his talent. Now, with you all the time, I would assume he's part of your band. 
Well, so I've had, um, he's played on everything I've done from like the moment I've been in Nashville, we worked together in Nashville. Um, and so he started playing for me at all my gigs there and he's been a part of, I guess my band. I don't, I don't really have a band, so it feels weird to call it that. Um, but yes, he's been like a band staple for me. Um, and then there's a group of guys that have played this whole record for me, Mm -hmm. musicians, um, who have played on all of these songs who are just incredibly talented. So right now in my mind, they're my band, but they're my like studio band. They play for, you know, many other amazing talented people. Sure. Yeah. I'm good. If they can play in the studio and play with a lot of different artists or different people, it's very talented. So that's, I mean, and they're, they're so crazy talented. Like I, I couldn't have asked for a better group to come together and play my songs for them to like learn them and then put them together in a couple takes and just have it. It's amazing. How does an artist like you, let's say there's somebody like you out there that wants to do what you're doing, but they're going to need a guitar player. How do you find these people? Oh my gosh. My joke is if you're in Nashville work at the Apple store, um, (laughs) it's like 75% of people that work for Apple are musicians. Um, in Nashville. Uh, but that's how I met my guitarist. But yeah, I, they're, like I said, they're a dime a dozen. They are, uh, they're everywhere and they're very talented. I know there are several, um, social media groups that are, that are artists like the Yep Nashville group on Facebook where Mm -hmm. anyone can type, Hey, I'm looking for guitarist who specializes in this kind of music. Um, Mm -hmm. and you'll get, you know, 15 people commenting and saying, this person's great, or I'm this person, check out my website. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very yeah. good. I love it. Emily Jean, Emily G. I look, I'm having a tub. I need more water. Having trouble. Do you hear me? Say <laughs> that? I yeah. You're getting dehydrated. Yeah, I am. So I'm in trouble because <laughs> I need one. No, I'm in trouble. I'm in. I'm in. But, uh, Emily G. But you're always in trouble anyway. So true. that is true. <laughs> Emily Jean, you've been awesome. Uh, just to find out about you as an independent artist, a new artist, you've got you've had songs on the radio, you've got a new one out there now, Bad Decision, and then I'm looking forward to uh, the next one, which I was mm-hmm. just listening to just a little while ago when we came on. So uh, I look forward to hearing a whole lot more from you. Really, Thank you so much. As I mentioned a while ago, if I was on the road and I'm traveling, it's that's something I would want to listen to on the radio or um, you. you know while I'm driving. It just the voice, you don't get tired of it. So, and, and I, really appreciate that. I don't mean this in a, in a bad way, but there's some like, yeah, this is good. But then after a while, you just kind of go, okay, I want to listen to something else. I don't think that would happen with you. <laughs> That's very kind. I appreciate yeah. that. So Thank next you. time I'm traveling, driving to the Outer Banks or wherever we end up going, who knows? <laughs> you know. But um, I'll have to have some Emily Jean on my uh, radio. Thank you. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. We'll you keep know, an eye on your schedule. Hopefully we'll catch a performance at some point. Yes. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to head up that way. Um, you know, Stan at Froggy. Stan and I are best friends. Really? Yeah. I adore him. I love him. And you're going to have me. <laughs> Stan and I are best of friends. And That's amazing. We talk, we talk almost every day. Um, he always talks about the podcast. I'm sure he's going to be talking about this tomorrow morning on air in, in Watertown and Froggy. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. He oh, I met him a couple years back and I did his um, showcase up there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and we were planning to do another one this year. And again, the world mm-hmm. on fire. But 
Well, I'll tell you what we're doing. Uh, Stan and I, and Deb is involved now as well, is that uh, when you guys come through, we try to uh, piggyback off of each other because we're in mm -hmm. Syracuse. Stan is in Watertown. And you still, you know, you could still do Hornell. You could still do, yeah. you know, these radio stations. And we kind of set it up where everybody piggybacks I love that. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would love to, when, when I can travel again, I would absolutely love that. My guitarist is from Ithaca. So every time we come up, we go through, we stay with his family, um, perform at the little um, sandwich place in town and it's hit the radio stations. Yeah. Perfect. That's perfect. Ithaca is beautiful too with the fall yeah, and uh, I know. George and, and all that. It's just absolutely beautiful. You don't expect any part of New York to look like that. And it's just beautiful. It's awesome. We, awesome. Go ahead, Deb. No, we've hiked through there over at the parks and stuff. And if, if you ever get that chance to do that when you're out this way, give yourself some time. It's gorgeous. Good to know. Yes, it's good to know. Have it in the back of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got some extra time. What are we going to do? We're going to take a hike. No, I'm too lazy. <laughs> that would be me. I'll hang out in the sandwich shop and have a cup of coffee. There you go. Emily, you're awesome. The website is, or the social media, your contact info is what again? I am Emily Jean. And you can find out anything and everything about Emily right there on social media. Check it out. If she's got, do you have merch or no? I have merch in the works, but it's okay. not, there's nothing out yet. I don't think I'll actually have anything out okay. until, um, until the album is out. Okay. Just wanted to pass it along if you did. And then, uh, and it makes sense with what you're saying that, uh, you know, at least support the artist during, during this time of, you know, we're all doing nothing. So yeah. I shouldn't say we're doing nothing. Stream we're the all. songs, buy the songs. Yes. That's mm -hmm. the buy Don't, my music. <laughs> buy the music. There you go. Do it. And uh, you will not regret it. Emily Jean, you've been awesome. We thank you for joining us here on Skip Happens tonight. And, uh, if you're watching this, make sure you subscribe to Skip Happens. You, you can keep up with all the videos. Also, the Country Music Fan Club. And Deb, your contact is Grandpa. Uh, li yeah, like our Facebook page, Country Music Fan Club. And we'll keep you up to date with all the uh, latest and greatest information. Artists passing through, podcasts happening, and everything you need to know about your upcoming artists. So that's cool. Emily, you're awesome. I want to thank, thank you for joining us here again tonight. Thank oh. you. Thanks for having me. All right. You have a great night. You as well. Peace out. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks.